Hey there, my name is Grace Graber and I'm an independent Christian artist currently located in Portland, Oregon. Growing up, a song saved my life and now I'm passionate about writing songs that'll do the same for others. And this podcast is just another outlet to talk about subjects I care about with the people that I care about. My hope is that you'd find inspiration in stories like mine. So thank you for joining me and I hope you get something out of today's episode. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Grace Graber podcast. Thank you so much for coming on here and joining me for today's episode. I'm pumped because today I have Janice Regal here to talk with me about her ministry, Stirred Up Ministries, and her new book, Slay and Singlehood. Janice was actually the first person to interview me on a podcast, which totally sparked this made me excited about talking, made me, made me think, wow, I can have my own podcast. And, and here we are. Now I have her as a guest on my podcast, and I'm stoked. Janice, what is up? Hey, Grace. Thanks so much for having me on here. That was a bomb intro. Thank oh. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, Janice, I want you to tell everyone about yourself. What do you do? You have your own podcast. You have your own ministry. What's what what's going on? Yeah. There, oh my gosh. There's so much going on in my life. Goodness. Where to start? I do have my own podcast. It's called just Janice. And that kind of started a few years ago when I had several people telling me like, you should do radio, like even like local radio personalities that I would meet out and about in public or whatever. They would have like remotes and I would show up and I'd be like, Hey, I'll go on air with you. And they would be like, have you actually considered doing radio? And I was like, uh, yeah, every day of my life, tell me everything. And so anyway, it just kind of led to my journey of starting the Just Janice podcast, which I've been doing for a couple of years. And that's been so fruitful and rewarding. And so I absolutely love that. And yeah, so I'm just a small town girl from Southwest Michigan with dreams bigger than uh, bigger than you could imagine just to inspire and change the world. And so that's what I have been doing. That's what I've been doing. And so I have my ministry, which I know we're going to talk about. I love writing. I love sunsets on Lake Michigan. If you ever get to Michigan, Grace, I will take you to Lake Michigan. You will <laughs> love watching the sunsets. There's beautiful. It's just like the ocean, except for it's fresh water, no sharks. So I love that. Socializing, love talking, obviously, and, and all those good things. So yeah. That's awesome. So how did your uh, stirred up ministries? How did that come to happen? What inspired that? Like where, where, to, where did you start with that? Well, um, actually like a handful of years, I started ministry with my church that I, um, attend and it, that kind of happened. That was so a God thing. Every, I mean, seriously, God is so good. And I was doing things that, you know, would probably be considered women's ministry without the title. I've never wanted a title, never looked for a title. And I was approached by leadership at my church and they were like, Hey, would you be interested in leading our women's ministry? And I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> and they were like, <laughs> They're like, well, you're already doing it. So we would love for you to actually be, you know, officially in that position. And so that was probably mm, seven or eight years ago. And so women's ministry has just been on my heart forever. And so stirred up kind of birth from that desire inside of me. And it started with me just getting some women together at a coffee shop. I really felt led to do that. But I was like, you know, I really want there to be a, an objective and a purpose so that when the women come together, that 
there is a purpose that we're not just getting together and gossiping and like not doing, Hmm. you know, anything productive (laughs) that was like huge on my heart to make there be a purpose for it. And so I was like, okay, well I'll do like a devotional and have some like prayer time and stuff. And I was like, I could do that and, you know, speak to the ladies or whatever. But I really felt like the Lord put my friend, Anna, who is now co-founder of Stirred Up Ministries on my heart to have her come speak. And so it literally just started in April of 2019 at a coffee shop. I kind of like to joke that we had like a Buddhist barista that was there. (laughs) And when we got done with our meeting, our first meeting that day, which ended up becoming Stirred Up, he actually came and told us, I have to tell you that when you called and the room I was dreading you guys coming in because every experience I've ever had with Christians has been awful they've been just it's yeah so he had a bad taste in his mouth for Christians and he's like you guys showed me a different side of of Christianity and so that just blessed my socks off and so yeah from that event we started doing events in homes and coffee shops and we've done several conferences and teen conferences. And actually this week we're coming up, I think on our 63rd event, we're doing a conference. And so God's just been telling us, stretch out your pent or tent peg, not pent tags, tent pegs, stretch them out because he's just expanding the ministry and doing awesome things, adding people to our team and worship, our worship team and speaking team and different things. So it has definitely been more than I ever thought it would be. And it's been just a blessing of testimony after testimony of what God's done through the ministry. And it's just a beautiful thing to be a part of. Hmm. So like, when did you start writing then? Were you writing before that or? I actually wrote my first short story when I was like eight years old. (laughs) I always say like, I've been writing since I had a pencil in my hand. And so my two biggest dreams growing up were always to write books and have babies. So I got the first one down. one not yet but and so yeah so that's always been my desire I've always loved writing and journaled and all those things forever and always felt like I would write a book one day and just never really had anything specific that I wanted to write about until till about five years ago I had gotten out of a, a relationship that was like any relationship that ends it was devastating and heartbreaking and, and I talk about that in my book but I knew through that process of just journeying through my healing and all of that and just really pressing into the Lord, he had put the title of my book, Slay in Singlehood, Celebrating Life in Every Season, and even the chapter titles on my heart shortly after I became single. Like he was showing me to shelf it because I needed to live my life and gain the wisdom um, that I would need in order to actually write the book. And so I did. I just kind of had that idea in the back of my mind that I know at some point I'm going to write this book. And last year when we were all shut in our homes, had like the green light from the Lord and he was like, hey, write the book. And so every day, pretty much every day, I was sitting down at my laptop and writing the book and adding meat to the skeleton that I kind of had going with it. And it was just a really cool process of writing the book and sending it out there to the world to see if I could get a publisher. And I very quickly got a publisher and that's been an amazing process. Um, just to journey through that and all of the doors that God's opened for me to share my own story and then share just the heart of the book. Um, with, I've had a lot of like radio and TV and podcast interviews. And every time that I get to do something like like I'm doing with you right now is just a joy because I know that God is God who gives beauty for ashes. And so my life is just evidence of that. Wow. So was it hard to like juggle this ministry with like writing the book as well? Like, was there any like part where it was like, Oh my gosh, how am I doing both of these at once? 
Um, yeah. And actually doing the ministry. Plus I worked full, full time on top of that. Obviously I wasn't last year when we were all shut in our homes, but hmm. I, I, there are times that I'm like, how in the world do I do everything I do? And I have people say that to me all the time and um, they'll make comments to me like, how in the world do you do everything that you do? And I'm like, I think it's just because it's what God's called me to do. So there's, there's a grace on it. No pun intended. There's a grace on it because, <laughs> it's, what he's, <laughs> because it's what he's called me to do. So if he calls me to do something, he's going to make sure that I have the time for it and the energy and, and all of that to complete what he's called me to do. Hmm. Was there any part of like the ministry that really inspired any parts of the books or anything you like learned while you were doing ministry that were like, I have to include this in the book? Yeah, I think just the seeing the impact that sharing my story has had on other people. And I remember when I first became single, I remember there was one night where I was crying. My- it was so bad that I literally like, flipped my pillow over because it was so wet. But I remember <laughs> praying to the <laughs> I mean, it was bad. It was an ugly process, but it was a beautiful process at the same time because God was restoring me. Mm. But anyway, I remember going to bed that night and praying, and, my God, use my story. I want you to use everything I've gone through to impact people, to know that you're a healer and to know that you're good and, and that your plans are good even after going through such a hard a hard thing in life or whatever. And I remember waking up that next morning. I, I had right around that time started blogging. And for me, that was a very safe place to kind of like put my heart out to the world and share what God was doing. Cause I wanted people to, to walk with me through the process, not for me to just be like, I once was broken and I'm healed now. Like people journeyed with me mm. through all of that. And so I remember putting it out there and being like, <laughs> that's so, I mean, I'm sure it's that way with you for music too. You're putting your heart out to the world and like, <laughs> you have permission to destroy my heart. But I, <laughs> I remember waking up that next morning and getting a text from a woman who told me that my blog had inspired her so much and it had brought her healing that she had needed for over 10 years from a relationship that she had, that had been, you know, had ended in her life or whatever. And I remember in that moment thinking, God, I will spend my life for this to let people know that there is healing possible through you. And so even in that place of brokenness, God was still using me and he has continued to since, but I've had the opportunity obviously now to be in front of a lot of women and do a lot of ministry one-on-one. Like, I think that's so important to, for whatever people are seeing, you know, in the limelight, so to speak, what people see on my social media, that is, that is my life when it's not on social media. There's a lot that I do that people never see and that's okay. And so a lot of like one-on-one ministry with women and things in my head. And I remember praying like, God, I want my home to be like a hub and a safe haven for women to come and for me to be able to pour them and to pray for them. And my goodness, that has happened more than I can even, even say. So yeah, just seeing like the fruit of my obedience, I guess has been, is just kept that, that fire inside of me to keep doing everything that God calls me to do. Hmm. And I, I love that too, because I'm all the way currently in Portland, Oregon, watching this beautiful a pastor, you know, or minister, just watching her pour into these people. And I'm all the way in Portland, right? So I'm watching you create the safe haven. And it shows like, I even feel like, like your podcast is a safe haven for people. And even like, um, even your social media page, like you said, you want to like, show what real life looks like on social media and and I feel like you've done a really good job at that because I feel safe like reading and getting your texts like I don't know you create that safe space I feel like not only in your home but like for the whole world to see for someone to see across across the U.S. so I I totally agree with with that and I think it's happening for you 
Oh, thank you. That blesses me. Yeah. Is there um, something you've learned maybe in this past season with doing the podcast, releasing the book, doing the ministry, something that you've learned that has been like the most valuable to you? Uh, oh, a couple things. Actually, I have like a million things rolling around in my mind. I think it's so important for anyone who is listening that may have a platform of any kind to always maintain a teachable spirit. Like I never want to give off the impression mm-hmm. that I know everything, that I know the word of God from front to back and that I can't learn something new or be corrected. That's so important that we keep that teachable mindset. But for me lately, it's been just, I don't know. It's like my favorite scripture is Ephesians 3.20 and it talks about how God does exceedingly abundantly that we ask, think, or imagine. And so that's been like a banner verse over my life for my entire single season. I say that verse all the time, but it's like, I'm seeing that verse play out in my life. And so for me, it's like gaining this like revelation and, and just pure, actually believing it, I guess is what I'm trying to say, actually believing that God's plans for my life are so much bigger and better than I even anticipate them to be. And I've said several times, like, God, your word says that that you'll do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can imagine. And you know that Mm -hmm. I can ask things and imagine really, really big. So I'm going to go bigger so that you have to go bigger. And it's just kind of funny. But um, like one testimony that I have right off, like that I'm thinking of right now is that I felt led to have 30 of my books sponsored to take down to a group of women down in Tennessee when I was down there a few weeks ago. And I was supposed Mm -hmm. to minister to these women. And at the last minute, like the week before they canceled. And so I was like, well, this is weird. I like have had like women sponsored these books. And I'm like, because I was going to minister to them. And I was like, well, Lord, I'm still standing in faith that I heard you right. And I was supposed to get those books sponsored. So I still took them down to Tennessee. My friend that I was staying with dropped them off last week, actually. And she called me and long story short, what I thought, you know, was a great opportunity and a door opening to be able to go minister to these women at this hope center down there. God had much bigger plans for it. So that night got canceled, but we still took the books, dropped them off. And then through a series of conversations and everything, we are now hosting a conference at the end of down there with all three hope centers, over 130 women are coming now and it's open to the public. So we're expecting over a couple hundred ladies to come to that event. And so that actually just happened recently. And so I was like, God, your plans always are better. And in the moment when I'm like, okay, why did, why did that not work out? Like I thought it would, it's because God had something better in mind. And so that's a word for somebody. God always has something Mm -hmm. better in mind. And so he's just been reminding my heart, like whatever you're anticipating future is going to be better than you imagine it to be. I'm over here with my jaw on the floor. (laughs) Wow. That that is incredible. I wow, that is amazing. That's that I I love the word one because it relates to me right now and <laughs> the season currently trying to move to Nashville and um that just relates to me so much. So thank you that spoke to me, but two, that is so crazy that God did that and that he used that. That's that's so crazy. Um so what is like next for you? You've got this this awesome thing happen next year this awesome event like what else like what else is like what else are you working on well I will tell you this is another thing that I want to share something you just said just reminded me of this because I am like coming out of a really good fruitful season and I had like a couple of days of really like being discouraged and thinking Mm. like wow like I just walked through the most incredible season like that has to be it for me and and then the Lord is just reminding me no I take you from glory to glory it's always bigger and always better 
And so like, for me, just guarding my own heart, <laughs> always, above mm. all else, like the word says, because I just, I did have just a couple of days of feeling like, wow, that was great, Lord. That was a fun run. And God's like, do you think we're done? No, buckle up, baby. So that's mm. been, been really cool just to fight against disappointment and discouragement is so important <laughs> because enemy is relentless. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So my second book is actually in the process of being published. I just submitted my final manuscript last week or the week, I think last week. Yeah. It's exciting. It's a 50 day devotional. It's called come away with me, cultivating intimacy in the secret place. And so that is currently being published. And then we have several more events coming up and I don't know what, what all God is doing. I'm just staying prayerful and like just keeping my heart in a place of surrender and like, Lord, if you say go right, I'll go right. If you say go left, I'll go left. <laughs> and I just mm. want to be just, I don't know, just walking in step with whatever he has for me. So yeah. I really, I really related to what you said about like, you know, you do this awesome thing and it's like, Oh, I feel a little discouraged after it's like almost my friend said it perfectly. He said it was like, it's like postpartum depression, like after this big, awesome thing that God has done. And then you're just like in this, like this rut. I mean, I've never experienced postpartum depression, so that may be like a bad analogy to use, but it's almost like this after effect, the side effect of watching something cool happen, because I definitely felt that way after the EP released. It was like, it was like, even though it, did well and I loved the result of it it was still like you do feel like oh man am I ever gonna do that again like is this over yeah I'm glad I'm not alone (laughs) I'm glad I'm not alone in that because because yeah I did I did go through that this summer because we did take the summer off and it was just a time of reevaluating and really for me I had like a major heart check like come to Jesus moment where I was like God I want to make sure that I'm not attaching any of my identity to my writing, to my podcast, mm. to my ministry. If you took all of these away from me today, where would I, you know, how would I be? And I, was, and I really felt like I passed that test, so to speak. And I felt like, no, I'm good. And, and so I think that's important that we do that frequently. We're, you know, from time to time anyway, to just make sure that we're not attaching our identity to the things we're doing for God, but that we just know that, you know, we are who we are because of him and, and that's all that matters. And so, yeah, I, I totally, totally yeah, so, it's like it's like redefining success. It's like what would success like is like like is it successful? I don't know how to I don't know where I'm going with this, but more it's like it's like what does success defined as for me? Is it like this project or is it just moving forward? I think for me it's like I know I define success as just like moving moving forward to the next thing and constantly you know, like working on something or constantly being in the process of something, especially as a creative, it's like to me is if I stop, that's failure. If I stop right here where I am, that that is where I feel like I will fail. But if I keep moving forward, that's that's when God's going to move. That's when God's going to do his thing. That's so good, Grace. And I say that all the time. I Success for me is obedience. If I'm doing what God's called me to do, wow. then it's and then the details, what that looks like, who, you know, who shows up, whatever. Cause we've done events with three people. We've done events with 200 people. Like that doesn't matter to me. And a lot of times that's what people would look at as success. How many plays are you getting on Spotify or how many people are showing up to your events? And, and I know churches that have to like, you know, submit their numbers and stuff. And I'm like, are you kidding me? If you were with a small group of people and they're able to just like go deep in the Lord and deep in their walk with the Lord versus 200 people who aren't getting it, like 
give me the three people all day, every day. And so, yeah, like I said, for me, success is just being obedient to do what God's called me to do. Mm. For me, the more that I am doing, learning to say no has been huge for me. That's become one of my favorite words in a mm. non-facetious way, just because I'm, I've gotten so many opportunities. Even this summer, I was contacted to begin a teen, a teen, what do you want to call it? Teen ministry in my community. I was contacted to start a children's ministry. I was asked to do several different, like big things. And I just have to know what God's called me to and be willing to say no. And just to know that when I'm saying yes to things that God hasn't called me to one, it's taking up my time and energy that I'm supposed to be contributing elsewhere. But then also it's keeping someone else from stepping into what that position that was created for them. And I actually have the mm. scripture written here on my desk. I think it goes so good with what you were saying. And it's first Thessalonians five twenty four in the passion. It says the one who calls you is trustworthy and will thoroughly complete his good work in you. And I love that. And such a reminder that whatever he begins in us, he's faithful to complete it. Oh, I love that. That ble- Every time I have a conversation with Janice, you guys, it always blesses my socks off and it's like profound and it's, awesome and you, Janice you are you definitely hear the spirit and you oh my gosh thank you for being obedient because it blesses not only other people but me as well and I and that's amazing how can people follow you and support you where they where can they find you um well our website is stirredupministries.com and so we have a lot of content on there blogs and videos and things um, that's one one area that God has really called us to pour into. So that's really cool. And you can go to our events tab and see if we're going to be anywhere around you or book your own stirred up because we go wherever God calls us, wherever he opens the doors. And so that's that's a fun way to connect. And then on Instagram, I'm Janice.stirredup. And then Facebook is, um, I have a Just Janice page, my personal page. And yeah, so those are the best ways to connect. Awesome. Where, pe- where can people get Slain Singlehood? Where can they get that book? They can get it um, on stirredupministries.com. That will be a book that comes directly from me that is autographed and has a personal note, which is so fun. And then you can get a non-autographed copy of my book, uh, Amazon, Walmart, Books A Million, Barnes & Noble, all the sites. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Well, you guys go check out Janice's stuff. Go check out the Just Janice podcast. We have an episode on there. It's, it might be quite a ways back, so you can look for it if you want, um, but check out the ministry she's doing, Stirred Up Ministries. And yeah, thank you, Janice, for being here. Thank you, Grace. This was so fun. Yeah. And you guys, make sure you hit subscribe. Make sure you hit follow on Spotify and get ready for the next episode. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you felt encouraged and inspired by what you heard. And, oh, the Grace Graber podcast is a part of the New Release Today podcast network. So you can head over to their site and check out podcasts just like mine. I can't wait for the next episode. And until then, I'll see you next time.